DEI budgets are under attack, but the goals haven't changed. Whether you're looking to increase your DEI knowledge, expand your market reach, or gain a competitive advantage in business, we have the solution. TDM Library is your single source for expert curated DEI resources, strategies, and solutions, all designed to help you transform your workplace culture and be a more effective contributor. For $9.99 per month, you get access to our searchable subscription-based digital library. There, you'll find articles, practical how-to guidebooks, podcasts, award-winning micro-videos, and more than 700 Q&As designed to help DEI practitioners, thought leaders, and executives create a more inclusive workplace. Whether you prefer to listen, watch, or read, we have the resources for you. TDM Library goes beyond the basics to dive deep into topics such as inclusive language, the business case for DEI, talent acquisition, and C-suite engagement. For less than the price of a sandwich, you get access to our library of more than a thousand pieces of original expert curated DEI content. Join today and get your first 30 days free. Get your library card now at tdmlibrary.thediversitymovement.com. Welcome to the Hustle Unlimited podcast, where our mission is to inspire greatness in people who are chasing their dreams. We'll give you access to entrepreneurs and business leaders who will give you the fuel to chase the dreams that you have. All of our guests want to give back to the next generation of leaders by sharing the details of their journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. Please welcome the host of Hustle Unlimited, Donald Thompson, and this week's guests, Reese and K-Mac. My name is Donald Thompson, and I am blessed and, uh, and thankful to be here with two of my good friends, uh, Earl Reese and uh, Kevin K. Mack McClendon, and uh, they are the owners, the producers, and founders of one of the top radio shows in the country, The Sports Shop, and I've gotten to know them in a lot of different venues, but today on Hustle Unlimited, what we're here to do is we're here to inspire greatness in people that are chasing their dreams, and uh, I wanted these two guys to spend time with you guys, share what they're up to, and why don't we just start with some quick introductions. Just tell a little bit about where you're from, uh, where you went to school, different things like that, and then we'll jump into some fun stuff. Okay, well, this is different. You, you're asking a question, we're answering a question. <laughs> we're yeah. we, we on this side. I know. Right, right. First of all, thanks for having me. This is really exciting uh, to be a part of this. I'm Earl Reese, as you mentioned. Uh, I was named out the famous jazz pianist, oh, nice. Earl Gardner. So look him up. I played the piano as well. That's why I brought that up. But I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama. I moved here. Roll Tide? Roll, nah, yeah, but I'm Roll Tide. I didn't go to Roll Tide. I went to Alabama a and okay. fo- I played football there. Okay. In the Hall of Fame, shout out to the Bulldogs. Uh, I played oh, that's football good there. And um, I majored in computer science. Nice. And uh, I always think of a story when they asked me about who, who do I want to be drafted by. I said IBM. Because that's, that's why, in my mind, that's what I wanted to do. That's awesome. Lucky enough, I got drafted by IBM. That's what brought me to Raleigh Durham. That's fantastic. So I came in to work for IBM, and then I uh, subsequently went to grad school at Carolina, uh, a B school, got an MBA at Carolina. Then the rest is history. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Definitely. Kevin? Yeah, um, I'm Kevin McClendon. I'm from South Mississippi, Laurel, Mississippi to be exact. Gotcha. Born and raised. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny just sitting here, we think, when I think about where I am now where, and kind of my aspirations when I was younger. It's not even close. Everyone in my family is either an entrepreneur, 
own their own businesses. Um, my mother was a nurse, but of course we owned our own businesses and other things. So, so for me, corporate America seemed like you know the fix. Got seemed like wanted to be different, right? All my family all attended HBCUs. I didn't. Um, you know, I, you know, I went to the University of West Alabama, which at the time was Livingston University. Gotcha. And I wanted to be a finance guy. Come Run the money. money. I thought the money was where it was, but money wasn't cool. Money gotcha. wasn't sexy. So eventually, I ended up being an IT guy, and that's what I had a love and a passion for. What took me to where I where I really was about seven years ago, was when we kind of embarked on this endeavor. Oh, that's fantastic. So let me ask you this, and then we'll talk about the sports shop a little bit, yeah. and then some different goals. When you're looking at leadership, you guys through your show have the opportunity to talk to entertainers, sports personalities, comedians, people in government. What are some of the characteristics in leaders that you see that you'd like to share with, with our audience and give them that hope that they could do it too? Oh, that's, that's, yeah. well, that's, that's a great question. And really one of the characteristics in leadership and in leaders, you know, I probably mentioned before I was in the United States Army. I was in the military and as a senior non-commissioned officer, one of the things that you know I took great pride in and really felt you know I was connected to was leadership. And the question you asked about was what are some of the things you see, what are some of the things you look for? You look for character, you look for other things, some of those traits, but you know what you really look really look for people that can see people. You have to be able to see people gotcha. right, in order to lead effectively. That's right. And that's really that's really where it starts when you're looking for young leaders. When you're looking for emerging leaders, you want to look for people that can see other people. One of the things I've found as a business owner and, and serial entrepreneur is a lot of people focus on self, but you can't do anything without building a great team. That's right. And so one of the fallbacks of growing a leader that I've seen, and then I, I definitely want to hear uh, Earl your perspective, is that bringing out the best in others mm-hmm. right, is something that we all have the capability to do, but we have to be intentional about it. Right, we have to do that on purpose. Absolutely. Otherwise, we all can get a little bit more focused on self than we need to. But you need a team of great people if you're going to do something big. Right, right. A, a team is the operative word there. I think, particularly, and I use a lot of smart sports analogies. If you're a coach, you, certain guys do certain things well. That's right. And you, if you can identify those things early on, you can have a good mesh of a team. And not necessarily the loudest person is, is the best person to, to play poor golf. This may be a quiet guy, but he does his job very, very well. Got it. And if you can mold those characteristics together, that's that's a form of a leader and I call it a catalyst for something that's really great. No, that's really, really special. One of the things that I've admired about you guys is you're in the entertainment space, but you also have a very big heart for giving back to your community. How do you mesh the two, and, and why was that something important for you guys to do as your platform has continued to grow? I would tell you at the end of the day, that's, that's what we should all be about. You know, too much is given, much is required. And personally, all my life I've been that way. I grew up that way. Parents, they always did things that way. Even though I didn't want to go out there and hang out with them, I didn't understand what it meant. But as, as I became older and uh, really understood that it's important that if you're blessed with things, maybe you can bless others. Because when you bless others, you're blessed as well. So that's, that's, that's the way that uh, anything I'm involved in, whether it's a show or whatever, I think it's very, very important. So if you, if you live your life that way, it comes back uh, twofold. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, growing up, you know, we, you know, my family, my grandmother, my mother, uh, my aunt, we all, you know, it's a small town, but it really was about community, right? So in the South, you know, the African-American community is just that, right? It's a community where everybody kind of relies on everybody. The teacher lives in your community, right? 
you know, the police officer, the sheriff, he lives in your community. But every person has a role to play in that community. And one of the things that was kind of instilled in me and my brothers um, early on was the need to be involved in your community. Gotcha. And that need continues to grow and, and be a part of the fabric of who I've become. And that's probably what you're seeing is my desire to want to be a part of the community. Well, one, I commend you, too. I try to follow on that a good example, right? We're friends, but I listen to your show. In fact, the last in preparing to talk to you guys here, I've been <laughs> listening even more lately. And uh, you guys are not only fun, informative, but it seems like you have really, really true friendship and chemistry when I listen to you guys every day. How did you guys get together and start the sports shop? Well, that's a great question. We met at the cigar shop. Okay. Yeah, which is, and we're still meeting there each and every day. We're talking about it. That's, that's our office. Yeah. And it's, it's a comfortable office. The funny thing about the cigar shop is, is really, it's, it's the world. Why I say that is because you got different people there, uh, different cultures, difficult political affiliations, backgrounds, whatever, but we all come around one kind of thing. I love for cigars, because that's, that's how I met this guy. And uh, how we started was, uh, it's an interesting story, I'll try to give you uh, the Cliff Notes version. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, a basketball player, yep. famous, uh, had something, uh, he, him and two other guys, myself, we put something together called the, some, uh, the North Carolina Pro-Am Summer League, Okay, which was unbelievable league that involved college players and NBA guys, pro guys. Gotcha. And we played in Durham, North Carolina Central. Uh, and it turned out to be one of the best events in the summertime anywhere in the country. Wow. It was, it was the best summer league in, in, in the world. Gotcha. Literally. Uh, I was in charge of media at the time. I was uh, hosting interviews for the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, ESPN, on a daily basis because we had all the young guys that were coming to Duke in Carolina and State, gotcha. you know, Kyrie Irvis, Harrison Barnes, you know, Jarwall, all those guys wow. were playing that league with Rashi Wallace and the NBA guys. Gotcha. So one day later they asked me, did we want to advertise on her radio show? I was like, well, not really because we turn away 2,000 people a night here, here in Central. I think we're good on the advertising piece, right? But so about literally about a day later she called me up and said, hey, you know, um, the guy that was hosting my, my little sports talk show, he had a mild heart attack. And uh, would you mind filling in for him? I'm like, me? <laughs> but here's a, here's a lesson I learned, though. If you're ready, you're ready. Because I always listen to a lot of sports talk radio. Gotcha. Right? So I said, well, you know what? I just go on there and just do what I think they do. Gotcha. And, of course, I had friends. So I called my friends, Phil Ford, Rashi Wallace, Johnny Dawkins. So on the first show, we just did that. Got it. And she looked at me like, can you do that all the time? Little I know, I'm thinking, I hope I can. But I told her, <laughs> yes, I can make this happen. Came in the next day, K-Max showed up, and Bill Murphy, another guy, showed up, and that's how we started Sports Shop. That is awesome. Yeah. Now, would, would that have, I mean, that's just a, not a coincidence as much as kind of a blessing coalescing together. Yeah. Right? What did you think in those early days about what you were doing and then where you brought it today? Um, no. I remember the phone call like it was yesterday. And I said, how did you end up over at a radio station? We're working on IT stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's other things. We're working on IT stuff. I was telling it to myself, too, as well. How did this happen? I said, that's not the phone call I'm looking for. We need to be working on some other stuff. But, you know, one of the things, you know, he thought about was his all because we were always trying to, you know, move forward and evolve in all of our ventures. I said, well, it may be good. She may like us, and we can sell some other stuff. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, that's, that's what <laughs> so that's that was kind of that was kind of the thought process of you know let's do the radio show let's do it let's be a part of it and my, mainly because he asked right gotcha so because he said hey let's do it I'm saying all right well, if you're doing it let's do it and let's give it and let's, let's give, give it, a, give it try. a shot now did either of you have any formal training in oh, radio entertainment communication like what was your background that said this was something that you felt you could do long term? My, my only background that made me feel like it was something I could do was, was because we started and he said, the only thing I want to make sure we always do is let's not try to be something we're not. And, and, and that, I, and that yeah. freed me. Yeah. And that freed me to be so able to, so to I'm be gonna, who I am. I'm going to jump in real quick so that we, we repeat that. Don't try to be something that you're not. Right. I mean, you created something of wisdom right there because most people think that they're not enough, and the reality is that you're already more than enough, right? right? And it's just somebody to help you bring that out and have that opportunity. Right. And if we were trying to be something outside of ourselves, then people know it really soon. Right. And I think the, the uniqueness of our show is that we are ourselves. Right. Just like we're talking to you right now, that's how we're talking on the radio. That's right. We're okay. not like trying to be shock, go- shock jocks or trying to be, so, you know, you know, the 6 o'clock and 11 o'clock news. No, no, no. We're just trying to be the sports shop. The way we talk in the cigar shop or in the, in the barber shop, and that's the conversation we have. And, and he's right. I'll just be authentic. Be yourself. Let's keep it rocking just like we do. And we've been doing that regardless who's sitting on the other side that's of the right. table. Yep. It doesn't matter. We bring our own little flavor and style to the conversation. And we're going to always be, uh, keep it that way. I mean, that's phenomenal. In, in marketing and business, authenticity is something that everybody's chasing, right? There's so many people out there that are posers, right, that are trying to fake the funk, so to speak, yep. right? They're trying to be more than they are, right? They got a fancy car, but they can't even pay their rent. There you go. Right? Yeah. And what people are doing is they, they see through that. They, they front. Front. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, yeah. it's, exactly. and it's so obvious. Yeah. So the only one you're fooling is yourself. The reality is, like, they keep fooling themselves is yeah. believing themselves, too. That's right. Don't play yourself. <laughs> you're like, uh, you know what we do? We all know that's not true. Exactly. You know what I mean? We from the same neighborhood. Right. Right? I know. Don't we both can't pay our bills. I was at an electric company with you. Paying the light bill. I seen you. I'm in the same line. But the other piece is that, you know, if you wanted a regular show there are plenty of loads to choose from that's right if we wanted to be different we had to be different which means being ourselves and one of the things that even we had opportunity to go to a larger station because the initial opportunity uh they went from sports to hispanic so we had to go find another place gotcha and it's a lesson to learn there because in order to get to the next opportunity we had to uh, lean on some people that we had networked with uh before in other areas gotcha so Again, you got to have a network there to assist you when you try to move on to the next phase. And that's important too, as well. So let me let me let's talk about that a little okay. a little bit, right? Because you're not going to succeed and do something in a big way, right? Uh, without people to help you. Yes. Right. And so you need to build your network before you need your network. That's right. That's exactly right. So speaking of building your network before you need your network, you know, we took the opportunity to lean on our individual successes and experiences in other areas, right? So the network already understood, and they had no idea what we could or couldn't do in radio, right? But what they did know, individually, what we had done in the past was successful. And our work ethic spoke for itself. That's right. And we would attack whatever it was that we were embarking on with the same amount of energy and effort and professionalism so at that point, it gives people an opportunity that were that are in your network to be willing to take a risk on you that no one else probably would. 
That's fantastic. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys don't work for a station. You own your show. That's correct. That's correct. Like you are, you are business owners in the entertainment space. Right. They pay us to put our show on. Why is that so important to you guys in terms of owning the content that you create? It's very important because we control the content. Uh, you know, and again, we have meetings with with the guys that own station, but in terms of the format and 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 who we bring on and what we say, that's underneath our umbrella. We control that. So we love that. One of the things with people looking to be an entrepreneur, uh, starting business, different things, is you have to take and believe enough in your ideas that ownership is a part of your path. That's right. Right? Because having a job is fine. There's a lot of great career paths. There's nothing wrong with that. How somebody feeds their family, I'm not the one to judge. I've just found that people that take a bet on themselves have more upside. Mm. Right? And, and have more opportunity to chase bigger and bigger dreams than if you're just relying on somebody else to create kind of that, that foundation. What I would say to you guys, or a question to you guys, is when you think back on the guests, who are some of your favorite guests, and who are some of the guests that you learned the most from as you talk to them and interact with them? Uh, wow. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that. We, we just spoke to a class um, in the university uh, earlier this week. and uh, What class was it? Uh, it was a uh, sports Sports management class? Or one it, was uh, sports information class. Sports information class. Got it. Class. Okay. And another one was a business, sports business class. Got it. So in those conversations, one of the things, you know, they asked something similar. And who's your favorite guest? And what's the favorite times? And um, for me, one of my favorite guests was Marion Jones. Okay. And Marion Jones, it was something because it kind of it kind of encompassed all of the things that I consider who we are about, right? Which is, number one, our authenticity got us the interview. Reese is working, he's calling, he's talked to, I think it was an attorney he talked to. Um, she did two interviews during the Olympics that year. Gotcha. We were one of them. That's awesome. And one of the reasons, because I guess I think she realized we were authentic in who we are, who we are and what we're about. Second part of that would be when she came on, she felt comfortable enough to talk about her experience. Got it. And how she got in trouble. You know, she had to do something different, how she would do it, and how that would have changed the course of her life. Wow. And how she constantly imparts that upon young people now when she talks to people. And That's that was something I don't think anybody ever knew before. One of the things I'll add to that and uh, that I think is important is we all fall down. We all have areas in our life that are imperfect. Absolutely. Yeah. But that does not stop you from chasing your next dream. Right. Very good. That's correct. Uh, for me, I had a couple, and I mentioned this in the same class that we were just talking about. The first one was, uh, unfortunately, when, uh, when the great uh, head basketball coach for Carolina, Dean Smith, passed. Gotcha. And on that show, we had someone, one of his former players that uh, played for him uh, in era, era that, he, that he coached in, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Wow. And they came on, uh, we had... Charlie Scott on. We had you know, James Worthy, Phil Ford, Walter Davis, Jerry Stackhouse. I mean, these are Carolina legends. Right. That you're talking about right. right. So, and the ironic part about that, and I'll tell you how we made that happen, is that the guys in, in the other stations, underneath uh, Capital Broadcaster, if you will, they were like, "How do you do that? How do they get all those guys on there?" Yeah. It was one of the best shows we ever had because, I mean, given the timing, what happened, yep. and and those guys telling those stories about Coach Smith and how. You know how he got involved in you know, you know racial uh, scenarios over in Chapel Hill, and 
it's just so many things you learned about him, the background story. The backstory. That, that, that we didn't know. The other ones was also involved with Carolina Player in a different way. Uh, Tim Donahue was a uh, NBA official. Gotcha. Who went to jail for gambling. Gotcha. Right? I remember right? that. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, him and his colleagues used to bet on who's going to give Rashid, you know, the second, if you will, fragrant foul or technical foul to throw him out of the game. Gotcha. And Rashid was telling the NBA, they said, these guys are plotting up against me. They, they, they have something out for me. And for a long time, it fell on deaf ears. Gotcha. But as when Tim Dunn, he came out, wrote a book about it, he talked about it. So we, so this one particular show, we had Tim Dunn here on there. They had Rashid Waters on the show at the same at time. At the same time? At the same time. Wow. One of the best shows we had everybody. How you do? And to be honest with you, here's, here's another, uh, I guess, lesson learned as well. Tim Dunley came on and he, uh, he apologized to Rashi about what he did. He talked about how they, they sort of schemed to uh, really get this guy in trouble. And Rashi said, you know what? I accept your apology. That is powerful yeah. from a lot of different angles. And move on. We talked about that. The situation, it, it happened. It's done. We can't really resolve it and fix it now. Guy apologized now to move on to the next phase. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so many of us, and, and we're successful business people here in our own yes. right and African Americans. Yeah. A lot of times we as African Americans have a chip on our shoulder that holds us back all the time. All the time. Yes. Right? And everybody's not out to get us. Thank you. And it can get in the way of who's trying to help us. Yes. Right? And so it doesn't mean that we don't remember that there's injustice. It exactly. does not mean mm. that our path is not a little rockier. Yeah. But it does mean that there's good people that look all ages, backgrounds, ethnicities, genders, that want to help each other yeah. succeed. And one of the things that I'm watching you guys that we're very much the same is we try to look for the best in people first. Now, then if people show us ugly, well, then, then we acknowledge ugly. Then you know get, what I mean? Then we get ugly. <laughs> right, then we get that. Then, then, <laughs> we treat ugly like, we, like me too, but you yeah. can at least start from a yeah. position of people are good, and that moves you in a, in a better way. So, prime example, you know, another part of the show that, like, we always try to be authentic in every endeavor, right? We have an opportunity. We bring in all of the national, any major comedian. Or entertainer that comes to that's the right every week, right? Every week they come in, they come in studio with us. You, tons of reactions, positive, whatever you, you name it. But everyone mm -hmm. that comes in now, these are people that have their own shows, they have their series on Netflix, they yep. travel the country, they've been in blockbusters when they have Oscars, you name it, yeah, right? They leave the studio and they say that was the best fun I ever had. That is awesome, and all we do is we just have fun and we just talk to them. I mean, one of the things that that reminds me of is how you try to build teams, whether it is football, whether it is in a finance shop, whether it is in uh, any kind of organization, a nonprofit, is people work harder together and give more when they're having a good time. Right. And, and laughter is contagious, right? Just like somebody that pouts all the time. Right. Right. And so the energy that you guys bring <laughs> so every day, yeah. right, is just one of hopefulness, even though we're talking about sports, Right, it's something that's really truly engaging, and I'll tell you that like I'm a super fan, so I'm really I'm excited about oh, having y'all. Like, thank you. The other day, y'all were back and forth on something, but y'all y'all were talking about one of the players was playing so bad he should be in witness protection. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, like y'all. But it's but it's so much fun the interaction that you have with your guests and, and different things like that. When you're thinking about talking with young people, you do that at different colleges and different things. 
what's some of the best advice in leadership and being a professional and growing up just being a good person, a good man that you've gotten that you'd like to share? Oh, wow. Um, that's a great question. I try to be honest. And, 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 and my, my first father would say, well, that's the... Every lie, that's a little truth in every lie. So. <laughs> There's a little truth in every yeah, lie. Yeah, <laughs> even, even if it's the beginning. That's right. So, so, so when, you know, in the time frame, you may drop some truth in there. But no, <laughs> when all possible, try to be honest. Because then you, have to, you have to figure out, you know, what you said, uh, you know, in, in the past. That way you don't have to try to make things up. And I think that's, if, if, if at all possible, try that. Because you, you, right is right. Right was all, would always win. And uh, that's one of the, the, the uh, little anecdotal things that, that I, I was always told. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good stuff. Yeah. You know, for me, is you know, I always go back to which I consider to be my very first business mentor, which would be my grandmother. My grandmother owned um, one of the few, Af- first African American to own an insurance firm in the state of Mississippi. That's big stuff. Right. And so, one of the things that she always talked about was assets and liabilities. As a eight, six, seven, eight, nine year old, I'm really not interested. <laughs> Just to be honest, right? But she would always ask, which one are you? Who do you want to be? Wow. You want to be an asset, you want to be a liability, then understanding how you acknowledge that and then how you recognize people for who they are doesn't mean you can't help <laughs> someone that is possibly a liability at this point, but you should recognize where they are, where you are, and then figure out how you move forward. I yeah. think that was probably one of the most recognizable things in all of my teachings over the years that kind of stood out and resonated throughout my career. That's powerful. I mean, the whole time we've been talking, it's been amazing, but that stand alone is a great way to think about the decisions you make of who you spend time with. That's right. Because one of the things that, that I've learned is that I'm better when I spend time with strong people. I'm smarter when I spend time with smart people, right? And I'm more ambitious when I spend time with ambitious people. Right. And so when you describe people are an asset or a liability, it's true. Yes, people can change, but you can't count on them changing to meet your goals, mm-hmm. right? So that is wise advice. I'm going to jot that down. And uh, <laughs> if I say it when I talk, it might be mine, but I give credit to your, your grandmother. That's, that's, po- that's powerful right there. That's good stuff. That's Mary it. McGill. Mary McGill. Hey, listen, man, that is, that is, that's some good stuff. Well, now, we talked about Sports Shop. We talked about how you guys met. What's next for you guys? Because you guys are dreamers. You guys are always pressing for what's next. What, what keeps you guys motivated, and what's next for Reese and K-Mac? Oh, that's a great question. We think about that each and every day, actually. Uh, if we're not, then we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, I, I think the experience that you have when you listen to our show, I think the whole world should have that experience. Amen. I think they even should be able to see that experience. That's right. And, and what I mean by that is that we, we're we doing very, very well in, in the market that we're in. We're trying to expand that market so that everybody can laugh and understand recent K-Mac mm-hmm. and learn stuff right. as we're going forward. So th- having said that, I, I think expansion is definitely okay. on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, vis-a-vis other markets, vis-a-vis uh, satellite. Okay, radio uh, and stuff and TV. Okay. TV. So that's, those are, as I see it, uh, the, the next phase of what we're doing. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, what, of course that, but I also really see us being able to share who we are, right? 
with more people outside of radio. Gotcha. Being able to share these experiences we have, the successes we've had, the failures we've had with other people, with the show as a platform, as an example of perseverance, determination, and relying on things that you've already put together, right? That's right. So we've all done something. You've already been successful in something, even if it was high school, even if it, wherever. You've always been successful in something. Build on that success and move forward, right? We got to where we are because we built on successes that we had well before we even thought about doing a radio show. That's good stuff, man. I'm, I'm just pausing because I'm, I'm really sincerely taking it in. And it's advice that people can start to change tomorrow, right? I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of business seminars and different things. But one of the things that I really enjoy is when somebody teaches me something I can apply tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Teaches me something that I can apply with the skills that I already have. And everybody can be persevere. Everybody can get up and have that hustle that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons we're calling this, this show Hustle Unlimited is that's the one thing all of us can control. Nobody can take our hustle from us. You can get up every day and chase your dream. Nobody can do anything about that. One of the things that I would uh, ask of you guys is <clears throat> if you had a magic wand, right, and for our country, what would you do? If you had a magic wand for our country, what, what would you do? And this may or may not make the tape. Depending on what's it. Well, I can give you two. One that can make it and one that won't make it. How about that? So, um, I will say if I had a magic wand, I mean, I really, really, and this is from us doing this show, right? I mean, getting up every day, being there, and people asking a question, how do you do it? How do you have that energy every day? Got it. Right? Whether we do or don't, they feel like we have that energy every day. And why do people like you guys? And I think we're not doing anything special. We're not doing anything, you know, Nobel Peace Prize worthy. I just really feel like if you don't have to agree, you don't have to sing Kumbaya, all I ask that you do is recognize you for being Don. Got it. Recognize Earl for being Earl and etc. If people just did that, I think we'd be okay. Amen. That's good stuff, man. That's a powerful question. If it were, if you were to wave a magic wand, what would happen? I mean, I just think that I want the whole world to be happy. You know, I, I think um, it, it is given the timing of this this taping. It's just a t- very uh, sensitive time in, in the world. That's right. America. And, uh, and nobody knows where we're born. We not know. We we're not sure where we born, who we born into, what color we born into, what's what's the uh, the tax bracket that we born into, that's we're right. born into is just, you know, wide eye, bushy tail, so to speak. And the bad thing, that's when the changes happen in that environment that a kid's born in. So we can fix that and how people tr- raise their kids and, and yep. that kind of thing. You know, I think the world will be a better place. So that's, that's, we start that first. If that happens, everything else we talked about would just kind we'll, of we'll rise up. up. Yeah. We'll rise yeah. up. Yeah. The only part I wanted to add, you know, probably take this one out, but people just, people, need to own that truth, right? Whatever it is. If I don't like you because you're black, own that, right? If I don't like you because you're, you know, gay or whatever, own that. Start there, own it first. And I, I'm pretty clear if you start to own whatever that truth is, if it's out of line with where you really should be, you'll fix it. But you gotta own it first. I mean, 
that comes back to a whole nother thing on just personal responsibility and accountability. Because a lot of times in our society, the thing about being an entrepreneur, the thing about you guys with your show, the thing about being a true leader, is you have to own the outcome. Right. You can't make excuses. You gotta, I say you gotta wear it. You yeah. gotta wear it. Yeah. Because a lot of times you can, you can talk about it, but when you wear it, own it like that's right. People get it. They actually, from for a leading perspective, that's why that's why my leaders they like, hey man, I did this one went down, yep. and hey, that's the way it is. Versus you trying to pass the blame on someone else or that kind of thing. I think when you wear it, I think uh, it just speaks volumes in terms of kind of person. Mm -hmm. No, that's good or bad. Good or good or bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think you know for me, it's really just a combination of what you guys are describing, and it's speak what you want. And a lot of times what we do as young people and as a youngster is you look up at people who are supposed to be role models. You look up at people that are supposed to be leaders. But you got to really watch how people act with what they speak. Mm -hmm. And if how they act and how they speak lines up, then that's somebody you can follow and emulate. If how they speak is different than how they act, Man, you have to be that's careful. That's my biggest pet peeve. Right you now. have to be careful. Man, that's and and I think we're I think we're similar, you know, in, yeah. in in that regard. Now you guys won't brag on yourself and things you do in the community, but I'm aware, just being friends with you guys and, and working on some things with you, that you guys did a lot for some schools and some backpacks and some yeah. kids mm -hmm. that are having a better start to their school year mm -hmm. because you guys were involved. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about some of the things specifically you did with some of the schools and getting some school supplies and working with the teachers and stuff like that. Yeah, we talked about it, and you know, our child league of ours kind of brought the idea to us, and we like, so everybody's is doing something for the students, which is great, but what about the teachers? They need love too, and uh, because as we all know, that's a, that's a tough job. That's right, a difficult job. We felt that if we can engage them by showing some love to them with supplies and giving them opportunity to be a part of a big, if you will, presentation. Uh, that's 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 how we got started last year, yeah. and continuing the same uh, backpack for teachers program this year as well. Right. That's yeah. fantastic. And it's all about for us is community engagement, right? So last year we we had a focus on the show of we need to be community focused. We need to be more community focused and gotcha. go out and figure out how we can get out in the community, right? We started doing some pretty pretty neat things in the studio, but now it's time to evolve. So every year we evolve, we add something to the puzzle. So to speak, and when this came about, I'll be the first to admit I didn't understand the problem. I heard about gotcha. the problem. I didn't really understand the problem. And by that, what I mean is, you go into a classroom, you go into a school, an elementary school, and you have a teacher that <coughs> has to teach students every day. And some schools, every student has what they need. Some of these schools, no student has what they need. So here I am as an educator, I'm trying to teach from a curriculum that assumes these 20 students have what, they have what they need. So now I'm doubly handicapped as an educator because I'm being graded against everybody, but my classroom is not equipped to be successful regardless of what I'm trying to do. So they come up with innovative ways. And that's how you, end, you hear stories about teachers spending their own money. Gotcha. No, well, I'm proud of y'all for doing it. Thank you. The only mistake y'all did in that program, do you know what it is? Uh-oh. I like to hear this. The only mistake in the program. What's that? You did not call me. 
Oh, okay. So the next time y'all have that program, I heard you just hold tight. Yeah, yeah. I'm available, (laughs) right? Because I'm I'm super appreciative of what you're doing. That's the only. That's the. We'll make sure we include you. You make sure you include me. And, and and I and I want to be helped in a meaningful yeah. way, and and I'm not saying that just because we're on this. I'm saying yeah. it because we all have a little extra. We got to do a little extra. Right. And uh, we're we're in an environment now. If we don't, who will? Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And we got to think about some of those things. And then what happens though is really cool. Sometimes you give, and you should bury it under a bushel. It should be private. Mm-hmm. Right. That's when you're seeking a blessing. Other times you should give to be an inspiration. And what you guys did in promoting it was an inspiration to me. Mm. And I thought about some things I needed to do a little bit more because of your inspiration and what you guys were doing. And, and those are two different types of, of, of giving. But that's one thing that was on my heart that, oh, well, that I really awesome. saw what you guys were doing. And, and just proud to, to, to know you guys and, and what you're up to. So now let's flip it a little bit. We talked about the show. We talked about your background and some lessons learned. What are some of the things that didn't go right? that you had to overcome? What is, what is something if you had to have a life do-over, right? You do different or simply a failure that you learn from. You might not do it over because you learned so much. Either one of those. Hmm. Well, you got some tough questions. You don't have to say. Because I really want to know. Uh, Doug, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. learning too. I get, you get free in, counseling. In the spirit of, you know, only, only, only that truth, I mean, I, I don't fail that much. <laughs> well, I, 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 say, I was like, I fail every day. I, I, hey, I fail every day, so I'm, I'm just telling you. I got to so. get you an acting agent. I was yeah. like, okay, okay. I'm just joking. I fail. I fail at some of these ones twice a week. So, just you know what? <laughs> That's funny. Um, one of the things I would I would say, well, I don't know. You maybe you could classify it as a failure, maybe a do over. But you know, embarking on it in the quest of owning. Us, because that's what this is about, right? Yep. So we own who we are and the brand and what we create, right? Yep. And the question of owning that, you know, maybe not really absorbing it, maybe just not knowing at the point at the time, like all of the obstacles we will be up against. Gotcha. Right? That's fine. We figure them out as we go along, but not knowing that, you know, if we had to do it, we'd probably evaluate that and make sure you identify those early on in the process. Gotcha. And that way we can kind of, you know, we can kind of mitigate the risk a little bit and we can move around and left to right, left to down, what have you. I mean, that's what starting any business. Uh, a lot of times having that blueprint, you're not going to have all the answers, nope. but you'll have more of them because okay. you do a little homework before you embark. Right. And I think that's a great, a great lesson. There's always going to be trials, always going to be little bumps in the road, but some of them can be eliminated. Right, with some research, with a little just, collaboration. And just figuring out what is really would be an obstacle for you. Got it. Right, and figuring out what those are, and then saying, all right, just keep in mind that this is a possible obstacle. To get through. Right. Uh, it's a couple of things, but one particular jumps out at me is that, you know, and you've heard the term, all money's not good money. Mm. Amen to that. <laughs> and, you know, we... I personally got involved with some decisions we made about doing deals with, with sponsors and then they try to own the content of our oh, show. Got it. And and the retrospect- wrong kind of hustle. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and you know, or, or or recommending guests that wasn't a good fit for our show. Gotcha. Okay, so in retrospect, don't run out to the green if if, if it's gonna impact and, and your whole if you will 
your infrastructure or, or what you're doing to impact your ability to be successful. All money ain't good money. You hear that a lot in the street in different kind of ways. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, as it applies to us, though, in terms of sponsors, trying to control what we do, tr trying to uh, suggest what guests we bring on and trying to guess, uh, plant uh, guests on our show, or insert guests on our show that wasn't a good fit. Uh, and it, it wasn't a good listen either. When gotcha. it, it wasn't a good fit. So that's, that's one big time uh, thing that we should have done. No, that makes sense. And it's judgment of the people that you're working with. Yes. And as an investor and a business advisor, one of the things I've learned that's real similar to that that's exactly right. is I've made money where there's been good partnerships. Right. Right, where the people got along and they pushed on each other's ideas, mm -hmm. but not their personalities. Like they meshed together well. I've lost money where I've invested in founders or partnerships where that leadership team were not good together. There wasn't good synergy. Even though it looked like they were friends on the surface, there was egos and different things that were more important than the success of the enterprise. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at that and I look at any kind of team I'm working with or trying to build, I'm really kind of checking out those interpersonal skills between them. And that authenticity can be faked for a meeting, but it cannot be faked for a month. And so if you watch it close enough, yeah. you'll see you'll it. Figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, before we, we wrap yeah. and, and somebody's riding and they're listening in their car, they're on the treadmill getting to work out and they're listening to us, what one piece of advice would you give to them as they're chasing their dreams and their goals and they're getting up and getting themselves to be ready to be hustle on Linda? One of the things when you embark on the decision to say, I want to own X. Here's my goal. I want to do X. Make sure no one told you that's your goal. Make sure no one suggested that it's your goal. Make sure you know this is your goal. This is what you want. And then you just go get it. You go hustle. That's good stuff. That's what you do. That's good stuff. Well, I would... Uh, I've said this to the class last week, and I've been saying this for the last 25 years. Uh, you can't get that by yourself. So the value of you is very important, but how you uh, evaluate the, your value? Well, for a lot of times, my net worth, I say this all the time, is my net worth. My net worth is my net worth. This, this opportunity that we have on the sports shop is because I knew some people that connect, connected me to some people that we, I had a good experience with in other opportunities. So, when, they, stuff. so when, they, when, they, when, when I brought the opportunity to them, they listened because that was, they were part of my network, which allowed us to do this show, to be on in the top 30 uh, market. In the country. In the country. So that's why I would say your network it's is your, your net worth. worth or your net worth, your net worth. You can flip either way you want to. That's okay. power. That's, 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 keep that in your mind and you'll go many, many places. I told somebody the other day, I said, look outside, you want to know why the trash can is there, you don't know who to call. Carl. And <laughs> 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 he said, he hey. said, they, were, they asked me, they said, well, why am I calling Carl? I said, because he knows somebody. Because <laughs> he knows somebody you need to know. That's what they said, you know, I said, he said, well, I don't know anybody. I said, you don't know anybody that works for the city? Well, maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
It doesn't matter. That's been around for a long time. Hey, that, 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 take, take advantage of the opportunity. That is good stuff. That is good stuff. I would say, you know, when I look at people that are making it, and we all have peaks and valleys in our journey, yeah. is what voice do you listen to before you go out into the world and hustle? Mm. Do you listen to the voice that mm. says you can't do it, mm. or do you listen to the voice that says you can? And the only thing I've ever done is I listened more days to the voice that said I can than I did to the voice that said I couldn't. And then I keep hustling unlimited. And uh, DT over and out, thankful, right, for recent K-Mac. Keep on spending hustling, time, brother. man. Keep and hustling. we will keep, keep on hustling, hustling man. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank man. you. I appreciate Thank it. Yeah, I appreciate Thank it. Sir. I appreciate Thank it. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on Hustle Unlimited. Make sure to join us each week for more conversations with leaders in our community. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, make it a great week.